0: This segment of the Mark Madden Show is sponsored by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Matt Mertz. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. Check out our website for gift subscriptions. I'm sneaking that in, hoping no one will hear it. But go ahead and do that. (laughs) Here's what I won't sneak in. I have never seen my city my hometown, my readers that I write for, my friends, my family, fearing slash respecting, borderline worshiping some other city's franchise. Like what's happened with the Patriots. And you know what? It's been bad in the past, but never like in 2017. Because after January, that was it. We give up. They have the smarter coach, they have the better quarterback, they own us. We are nothing in comparison. And you know what else? Nothing that our team does matters because we're going to lose to New England. If you ask me, if I'm laying figurative Pittsburgh down on the couch here and psychoanalyzing, that is the classic defense mechanism. That's saying, you know what? I accept that New England is my lord and master. I accept that there is only one possible outcome, and therefore at roughly 7:45 p.m. on Sunday, I will not be crestfallen. I won't even be a little bit disappointed. I will be the told you so guy. I will be the smart one on the block and my feelings won't be hurt that's all i'm getting out of this i don't for right now i don't even want to talk about the actual football we've we're going to have plenty of time for that i'd love to hear someone explain to me how this city that's won all these championships and that has all these confidence and has never had a little brother syndrome stan Savard mentioned a you know penguins and flyers that was different that was on merit i mean the penguins were just just an awful franchise and even once they got good the flyers had you know the thugs and and whatever else the 42 game streak i'm referring to of course of not winning in philadelphia that's not the same my goodness even pirates fans who are easily the most victimized in town didn't have that little brother syndrome with the Cardinals. You know, there was never that sense, well, you you can't beat the Cardinals. You know, there was never that, oh, the Cardinals are just so awesome. They're so great. If you say something bad about the Patriots right now to a Steelers fan, to a Steelers fan, they'll bite your head off. John and Ambridge, give this a shot here. You're on 105.9 The X
1: my call um just wanted to respond to the whole small brother syndrome or little brother syndrome the problem is nothing changes what did, the, what hasn't
0: changed john what hasn't changed since last season
1: tom brady bill belichick no 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 no, no. on the Steelers' side defense.
0: yeah i know i know they're the greatest they're going to win this game by 750 points however nothing, nothing tell me changed, t- though. You, okay you're saying that the Steelers haven't changed since last season
1: I'm saying the scheme they run, the scheme that Tom Brady feasts upon mm-hmm. has not changed.
0: You, Look you, at our records do you think, think that the Steelers are not running man coverage right now?
1: I'm saying however they run it, they don't run it correctly against Brady when you watch. Well, they the haven't game, played
0: they haven't played Brady this season. Are you saying that the Steelers don't run man coverage? I never said that. okay, what I said is You said nothing has changed since last season. They've run a lot more man coverage. You know why they've run a lot more man coverage? Because Artie Burns has gotten a whole lot better at man coverage, and because Joe Hayden came along and basically was able to take one-on-one battles and make the rest of the defense a lot stronger. It remains to be seen if he'll play Sunday.
1: Looks like Joe Hayden's not going to play. Says who? Says who? Mike Tomlin says he's going to practice.
0: practice. Mike Tomlin says he's going to practice. If he practices, he's going to play. Classifying
1: is one thing against playing against Tom Brady after being out for how many weeks? Five, six?
0: You think think Mike Tomlin also fears Tom Brady and will hold Joe Hayden out because he fears Tom Brady? Listen to what we're saying, people. This is just a football team. They're not gods. Justin and Emsworth, you're on 105.9 The X. Hey, Dayon. How you
1: doing? Hi, Justin. Question. I'd like to... Change it up a little bit. What do you think? TJ Watt played tight end in college. What do you think about the Steelers putting TJ Watt as like a spy on Gronkowski, putting Harrison at his regular outside position, possibly even playing five linebackers?
0: What do you think of the way Bud Dupree has played this season?
1: Pretty this, well. This is related. I. I, do, I I don't think that he can cover Gronkowski.
0: Do you know who's been covering the tight ends the most this season? Dupree. Dupree has. And the re- I- Do you know how many tight ends have had good games against the Steelers this season? One. Delaney Walker, who's a star of the Tennessee. True. That's it. We actually did the research on this for the site. There's been one tight end that's had even a decent game. And I'm not comparing the rest of the tight ends to Gronkowski, and we'll see what percentage of health Gronkowski comes back at, okay? hmm But for right now, Bud Dupree has done that job. Now, Bud gets a lot of grief from fans because they don't see him in the backfield, and they think, well, he's an edge rusher. I should be seeing him as much as I see TJ Watt. He's actually been dropping, the Steelers will confirm this for you, on 75% of the pass plays, he's been dropping back into coverage. Okay. So... Not everything is as it appears.
1: Well, I just thought with Watts' experience as a tight end, his size is roughly comparable to Gronkowski.
0: Yeah, he'll drop. He has
1: the speed. He'll
0: drop, but that's not his side of the line of scrimmage either. So I, I really don't think I, I don't think you're going to see anything that's gimmicky here. Especially think about this: this defense right now already has a lot of moving parts and a lot of guys who shouldn't be out there. So the last thing you want is another one of those, Mark. You're on 1059EX.
2: Hi, Dan. How are you
0: today? Uh, probably better than you because it says here you're on the parkway.
2: Oh, yeah. It's great out here. Everybody's stop and go. It's beautiful. Awesome. Great awesome. Roll
0: down your windows. and make some friends, my man. What's going on?
2: Okay. So, um, oh, but one to dimension to you as well I've uh, been a subscriber since this summer. Thank nice you. Job. Thank you very much. And uh, my question for you is um, with the Steelers uh, moving forward, Um, Do you believe that there is more pressure on the offense rather than the defense to go up and score on more drives early on in games, especially against the Patriots, than there were to be to hold the Patriots with the defense?
0: Uh, I would say it's equal because in in a game like this, when you have two opponents that have very similar records, uh, you're going to want things to go – you're going to need things to go well on both sides of the ball. That said – I don't think there's any doubt that there's a, a a burden in terms of the outcome on the offense putting up a decent number of points here. I, I think it's going to take 30 points to win the game. I also think that this group is showing that it's capable of doing that, but it's especially capable of doing that against, repeat after me, one of the worst defenses in the, defenses the National in the Football League, League. Yep. And, which, again, doesn't seem to matter to anybody who sees them as the boogeyman. You know?
2: I, I, mean, any, I mean, you could, for instance, just last night, anybody can win that football game. Yeah, you know Going how we know that?
0: Because anybody yeah. did win that football game because Jay, Jay Cutler, Cutler won that yeah. football game.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: I appreciate the call and the subscription. Thank you. Dennis in Mount Pleasant, you're on 105.9 The X.
1: Thanks for taking my call. I got a few things for you. First thing is, I don't think the Patriots are even the second
0: best team in the AFC because I feel the Chargers... Jaguars and Ravens can all
1: beat the Patriots.
0: I've been saying all along that one of the very realistic possibilities here that seems to be getting discounted by everybody, including, I might add, the head coach of the Steelers, is that somebody else would beat New England. You know? I'll say this again. They have the worst defense, one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. Yep. This is not the ghost of Rob Ninkovich that they're going to be facing on Sunday night.
1: Okay, my other thing is I I put a post on social media today that I'd like to read off to you. I find it kind of comical.
0: You find your own post comical?
1: Yes. It, it's. Uh, you put so your I'm own guessing, LOL after it? Yeah.
0: Go ahead. So I'm
1: <laughs> guessing Mr. Belichick and Tommy Whiny Baby are feeling deflated today. Uh, that is kind of
0: comical. I appreciate the call and I'm the not- comedy. Let's go to Kevin in the car. You're on 10590X. You will never top that.
1: Right, hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, you know you've been talking. I just don't. The Steelers' their wins haven't been that great, and every time they even faced even a good quarterback this year, which would be Stanford and maybe Flacco, yeah, they put three hundred yards on them. They're going to face Brady tomorrow. They, they haven't faced another good quarterback this whole year, except for maybe Flacco and Stanford. The other ones have all been backups or journeymen. There's,
0: there's a lot of bad quarterbacking in the NFL, especially this year where starters have gone down. The Steelers' Steelers pass defense really took a dive when Joe Hayden went down. So if we're going to be fair here, we're going to talk about the Steelers' secondary when Joe Hayden is out there and when he isn't. Uh, They had the number one pass defense in terms of yardage and yards per game when they had Hayden out there. Uh, We don't know. All we know is that Tomlin said he's going to practice. If he practices, generally speaking, Tomlin's M.O. is, as he likes to put it, practice participation will be our guide. Uh, We'll see where that stands by, you know, even Friday or Saturday. Uh, James and John, who are waiting... Please wait a little bit longer. I will get you on, but it has to be right after this break. 412-333-9939 if you want to join them. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. Hiding under my desk in fear of the Patriots on 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden.
1: Hey, Mark. I'm super excited to be calling you right now. He's brittle. He's a mind. He's not an arm. He's a brain. He's not a body. The X at 105.9.
0: Pittsburgh is in absolute panic. Absolutely. It, it's not the snow. It's the fact that the Patriots are coming into town, and we're deathly afraid of the Patriots. I've never seen anything like this. Born and raised here, covered sports in this town for a quarter century. Never seen this city behave like this toward another franchise. It's not even hate. Like People don't even hate the Patriots. They just They've just succumbed. They've just given up. Oh, they're the Patriots. They'll win. It's okay. We always have next week or next year, and maybe we won't have to face the Patriots next year, and we'll get lucky. Never, ever, ever seen this before. I'm Dan Kovachevich filling in for Mark Madden here on 105.9 The X, and this is James in Scott Township. How are you, James?
2: Pretty good. How are you, buddy? All right, man. I just have a small issue with you calling the Patriots you know, one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, I get where you're coming from. Where, where I am I coming know. from? Well, just um, you know, points allowed. They're one of the top scoring defenses in the NFL. Uh-huh. So they're basically a great example of bend but don't break. I mean, they're giving up a lot of yards, but I think the last two and a half months,
1: they've only given up more than 17 points once. In yeah, the last but time. They've,
0: they've continued to give up a ton of yards. They've done a bend, don't break at the end, yes. I just, that's I one of the worst defenses in the NFL. That's where I'm coming from.
2: Maybe yardage wise, but they're not giving up points, and you know not giving up points is winning them the game.
0: You sh- you show me a defense that's giving up a ton of yards and not a lot of points, and I'll show you a defense that's about to give up a lot of points. We'll see. That's you know the, the, the barometer. That's like talking about shots on goal in hockey and goals. You know, eventually the shots are going to
2: go through. Hey, I'm hoping so, you know, but these guys have gone or had our numbers for the last
1: 15 years.
2: I understand.
0: And, uh, I, 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 look, you want to fear something that happened 13 years ago, go nuts. I, I get, I mean, I, I know where this is coming from. It's just last bad thing I saw. So I hear, I hear, saw somebody send me something today that said, do you know that Tom Brady has not thrown an interception against the Steelers in 12 years? Like he's in the division or something. I mean, we are just so victimized by this team. Why is that? How can you look at that? Did you watch the game last night? I did. You don't think the Steelers are going to score on that defense? I mean... That was Jay Cutler out there.
2: But what about Tom Brady against our defense? Uh, Tom Brady's
0: not on their defense. You can change the subject at Brady if you want. I saw Tom Brady last night go 0 for 11 on third down. He's human. When he gets pressured, he's not effective. He hates pressure. Oh, I agree. Do you think that the bro. team that leads the National Football League in sacks might be able to put some pressure on him?
2: I hope so, but we'll
0: see. You can't even acknowledge that the team that leads the NFL in sacks might put pressure on Brady. That's how bad this is because of something that you saw in 2004. Uh, let's go to somebody else, Parker. On Route seventy nine, you're on one one hundred five ninety X. What's up, man? I'm all rattled here, Parker. I'm losing faith in my my
1: city's Hutzpa. I'm telling you, I agree. What the hell? I don't get it, man. I've been raised a Yinter for twenty one years, and I've never once lost faith in any team. Yeah, the Pirates have. Uh, they're not so great, but still, they
0: don't count. Not not for this argument.
1: But I mean, come on, it's. It's baffling. Like, we're Pittsburghers. We're from the city that built America. The most
0: dangerous offense, the most effective, explosive offense in the NFL is about to go against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and we are just consigned to our morbid fate.
1: I I don't get it. Like, we're, like you said, this is the worst defense in the NFL, and and everybody's. Care because Brady, what what I just heard hasn't thrown an interception. I don't care. He like you said, he went over eleven on third downs last night. He had a terrible game, and oh, it, it's baffling, man. I don't get it. I don't get the fans in Pittsburgh anymore. Even when it comes to the well, past- I
0: don't get them on this subject. That's for sure. Let's go to John in the car. You're on 105.9 The X.
1: Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi, John. Um. So. And there, I listened to a couple other calls. I personally, I believe Jacksonville can beat New England in the playoffs. No, no, no. You Um, know
0: who can beat New England in the playoffs? Anybody. Anybody. Um, Because anybody can win in the playoffs.
1: That is. That's very true. Okay, it's one game, do or die. Um. Now, if say Sunday the Steelers win, do you think would you be more worried about? Belichick and Brady going back to the lab and picking that film apart and being more prepared for the playoff game. Not, no, I, mean, I, I
0: honestly, I prepared. wouldn't. I don't. I, I don't see the the the. This has been going on since j- in January in this town, worrying about Belichick and Brady and worrying about them. I don't get it. We have spent more time as a city, collectively. Worrying about those two guys, than looking at this team that's gone eleven and two right in front of our eyes. I'm not wrong about this. It's everywhere. People are defiant about it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, been through for five hundred yards, but uh, let's see what he does against New England. Ah, uh, they they lead the league in sacks, but Belichick's so much smarter. There's no way they're going to actually sack Tom Brady. Greg and White Oak, you're on 105.9 EX. X.
1: Hey, how you doing tonight? Hi, Greg. Hey, I believe the Steelers are going to kick their butt, and I also believe that cheaters are cheaters, winners are winners, and the Steelers are winners.
0: Well, l- let's not forget that the game is being played at Heinz Field, so they can't mess with the headsets. The NFL has made sure that nobody can mess with the inflation and deflation of the footballs. But, no, we don't want to bring that up either. They're just superior. They're just... They're just just—they're gods from another solar system.
1: Any team can beat any team any day.
0: No, nobody can beat New England. Wait, they did last night. I appreciate the call. When we come back, we're going to turn to another subject that actually gets me even more animated than this one, and that would be your Pittsburgh Pirates. We're going to get in touch with Lance Lysowski, who's covering Major League Baseball's winter meetings for us down in Orlando for DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Dan Kovacevic filling in for Mark Madden. You're listening to 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Just all kinds of loose women. Women in various
1: states of moral decay. (laughs) I wasn't kidding. The X at 105.9.
0: Again, for Mark Madden here on 105.9 The X, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports with a friendly reminder that our website is selling gift subscriptions. Regular price, best possible thing you could give a family member, or friend for the holidays who's crazy about Pittsburgh sports. Just go to our website and check the very top. For now, we're going to go down to Lance Lysowski, who covers the Pirates for our site. He's in Orlando covering Major League Baseball's winter meetings at which the Pirates are just another ornament on the tree year after year after year. Hi, Lance.
2: How are you? Good evening. (laughs) You
0: can use that for your lead if you want.
2: (laughs) I guess it would work.
0: Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, Andrew McCutcheon. I can't take the Garrett Cole stuff seriously.
2: As you shouldn't. No.
0: (laughs) Andrew McCutcheon, everything that I had heard over the previous two months from Inside the Pirates strongly suggested that they're going into 2018 with a chance to... uh, basically keep this team together for one more shot that doesn't mean all 25 players obviously but that would obviously include Kutch and I had heard that Kutch was not going to be traded so what is happening down there that his name is popping up everywhere
2: well what happened is a lot of teams missed out on Shohei Otani who obviously is going to be a two-way player John Carlos Stanton there was a sweepstakes there including the Giants so When they missed out on two of the bigger bets in trades or with Otani, which would have been a bargain at international free agency, and the prices in free agency for guys like J.D. Martinez are so high, I mean, McCutcheon offers you a short-term, fairly cheap solution, only $14.5 million There's a team option a free agent after this season, so obviously the asking price wouldn't be as high if you were to swing a trade for, let's say, Marcelo Zuna of the Marlins or Christian Yelich, for example. But at this point, with so many, I mean, this the market is, I guess this isn't unlike any other year, but a lot of teams that even are contending are making their players available, or at least they're saying, hey, we're willing to listen. So there's a kind of a standstill here as teams kind of figure out, okay, what do we really want? What are our needs? And of course, the San Francisco Chronicle reported that the, the Giants aren't viewing McCutcheon as a priority anymore, and obviously they're after Billy Hamilton of the Reds, reportedly. So... Honestly, as the time kind of passes, like you said, I mean, it just looks really unlikely that they're going to deal him at this point. I would be surprised.
0: One thing I know from years of covering a decade of covering the, the pirates under Neil Huntington is that he will listen to anyone. Oh yeah, he's not going to slam the door, and I assume that's the same message that he's been giving you down there.
2: Oh, it's repeatedly. I think that's kind of what the Garrett Cole stuff is. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of teams that are interested in Garrett Cole, and as a general manager, I mean, Neil Huntington's not unlike any other. I mean, you have to kind of keep your ear to the ground because maybe you get an offer that you can't refuse where you get majorly gritty talent, but all reports that are coming out here and everything you've kind of heard Neil Huntington say, yeah, he's willing to listen, but it would take a lot for them to give up Garrett Cole because they are fairly confident with what they're going to get next year out of Gregory Polanco, Starling Marte. Josh Bell, I mean, the young guys coming back, Andrew McCutcheon. No, it's not a bad lineup. No, it's not. And one could
0: argue that the, the starting pitching, if a couple of things went right, and if they added, I think, one more arm, that the starting pitching would be okay, too.
2: Exactly, and they're in a position where right now they are kicking the tires in the free agent market for relief pitching. Yeah, uh, I think that's more likely right now than it would be if they pick up an outfielder and third baseman. They they trade they reacquired Sean Rodriguez to be kind of the contingency plan if Jung Ho Gung is unable. Yeah, to you don't want they him.
0: You don't want him playing third base every
2: day. No, you don't. But right now, I mean, David Freeze is your starter. It's very there aren't many opportunistic. <laughs> There's not a lot of options. I mean, the third base on the market aren't that great. Um it's going to be interesting though, because Josh Harrison, from what I'm hearing, that trade rumor actually does have legs. That there is actually a chance that he could be traded. this Yeah, that would be a money move. I, and I don't yeah, say
0: that about yeah. everything that the Pirates do, but that one would be a money move.
2: And there aren't many second basemen on the market right now, so there's a lot of teams that are in the market for second basemen. The I Pirates, know of one. You would think wouldn't be that? Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He's not coming you know? back.
2: No, no. Neil Walker reportedly is asking for a four year a four year deal. The Brewers, Craig Council, their manager, talked yesterday, he wants Neil Walker back and that's a team that has the money to spend that will make a commitment like that. So if they trade Josh Harrison, you're looking at Adam Frazier at second base and Max Moroff is your utility guy. Yeah.
0: You know what's great is you just described the Brewers as a team with money to spend and they're in a market. I know. They're in a market how times have two thirds <laughs> the size saying. of Pittsburgh. But that's just you know, how that goes isn't it let me ask you another question lance and this is always dangerous as it relates to this particular front office what are they doing like what what is what is the general mindset uh, it feels like there's a there's a part and i know that there's a big portion of their fan base that says you know what just go ahead and start over but at the same time it's hard to start over with the roster that they have right now unless they were to just do a complete blow up
2: exactly uh it, things would be really simple if they were able to spend more money and add to the roster they currently have well they aren't they, like we just <laughs> said they, yeah they aren't but they do have pieces in place they have a core with josh bale starling Martek Greg blanco one more year ranger mccutcheon if you're not going to resign them to where realistically you could compete but if you're not going to make any moves if, if the, the the word from ownership is spend less money cut Cut payroll because, from what I'm hearing, they're looking to cut payroll right now. Not long term, not for opening day. It's probably going to be close to what it was last year, but they're trying to trim money so they can add. They're not going to add without you trimming any money.
0: No, and what they'll do is, it, is you can cut payroll if you're the Pirates in a sneaky way, meaning you'll get all kinds of additional revenue. This massive check that they're getting from Major League, all teams are from Major League Baseball, yeah. Advanced Media. And then your payroll looks like it was the same as last year, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But no, that, that, but you're actually subtracting because you're not matching the increase in payroll that all the other teams will take that money and say, hey, we can get a couple of players for this.
2: They're not putting it back in. And what's interesting is when you know Neil Huntington was asked about. The money, saved from Jung Ho Gung or from Sterling Marte suspension, where was that allocated? And he really didn't have a, an answer for that question. I mean, realistically, part of it was probably for Sean Rodriguez's contract that they picked back up, but it's not all accounted for. It's, it's just not.
0: It's not accounted for in a big, big way. You know the only money I want to see accounted for, Lance? Juan Nicasio's money, like Juan Nicasio's money, they should actually hand out dollar bills to fans as they enter the <laughs> ballpark, and just say and have it
2: match the total of what they saved on Juan Nicasio six hundred thousand dollars. And what Frank Coonley said that was to help them when they actually have a chance to win the World Series in twenty eighteen. Uh, you know the, the, the real he said is, that uh, Oh yeah, yeah. When they actually had a chance I forgot to, to go through Series.
0: Coonley's greatest hits from Pirates Fest. <laughs>
2: No, it That's the unbelievable. Real here was... not They, they should have negotiated a contract with him with, during this season. And talking to Juan Nicasio during the season, that just never happened. They had conversations during the winter meetings last year. Nothing came of it, and, and that was that. And then he was gone. And you know, the funny now thing now is, what?
0: the funny thing is is I've heard Juan wants to come back, and I'm not guessing oh, at that. To. And because and, I've told you where it comes from, we can't talk about this stuff on the air. But Juan Nicasio <laughs> does want to come back because these guys, I mean... People say, why would you want to come back to this ownership and this front office and whatever? Because they they like the other guys in the clubhouse. It's actually a really good room, and it's a good group. They just don't get supported.
2: And they love the coaching staff. I think that's one thing people don't talk about enough. I mean, they just love the chemistry of it. They love just especially the the pitching piece of it. How, you know, Juan Acasio, he knows how much the Pirates helped him become the pitcher that he is today. When he was in Colorado, when he was in – Los Angeles, he wasn't close to being what he is today. Now he's one of the more coveted relief pitchers on the market. And I'm assuming, you know, from everything I'm hearing, he'll be signing as soon as a few of these other guys get off the market. And the Mets are after him. He's going to get paid.
0: Lance, one of the many things, and I'm on uh, on the phone here with Lance Lysowski, who covers the Pirates for DKPittsburghSports.com. One of the many things that you covered for us this week was the introductory press conference for Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, have we reached the point? This is more of a philosophical question for you in baseball, where you're just going to see five or six teams with all the players or with most of the it's big mean, money guys?
2: Well, it, realistically, I mean, look, a lot of these owners are willing to pay the luxury tax. When they're in this big market, you look at the TV contracts some of these teams are getting, even the Cardinals. I mean, look at what they're trying to do now. They missed out on Jar Carlos Stanton. Okay, let's go get Manny Machado. Let's try to go get Marcelo Zuna. They're not afraid to spend money. Same it's, size market as
0: Pittsburgh. Exactly. Just throwing that out there. I have to mention that every time.
2: No, a $1 billion television contract. These owners, they're not afraid to put it right back in. I think it's the type of owner that these teams have. Well, you it's just, also the type uh, of team
0: president to not butcher your local TV contract the way Frank Coonley did with Root Sports.
2: And and they have to you, – you have to get that right this time. You, you almost have to because you, you can't com- expect to compete long-term with the way Major League Baseball is changing with the payroll of what it is. You, you just yeah, but
0: it. here's the thing, Lance, is those – that that ship has sailed. Cables dying. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if yeah. you didn't make that money on that big wave, you've missed. Uh, you think that AT and T Sportsnet here in Pittsburgh is going to say, you know, I'll tell you what, we're just going to give you all this money this time because you know we really, <laughs> we really stuck it to you last time.
2: Yeah, I mean the price point's kind of already set. I mean, there's not much wiggle room. Yeah, AT and T Sports, they they need the Pirates covers. There'd be able, a big dead period in there in their broadcast sure. they didn't bring him in, but let's face it, I mean, the pirates aren't really in a position of bargaining power right now. Because what are the other options? I mean, yeah, you can't just say, okay, we we want what the Cardinals got. Give us that, please. No, their, that. Ratings, not the way yeah,
0: their ratings dropped twenty seven percent from two years ago on that channel. They have no they have no leverage. None. No. It's crazy. They have none. The, you, the attendance dropped uh, and, and now, don't forget, not only is their TV contract up next year, but in two years, the naming rights deal at PNC Park is up. And this could not be happening at the worst possible time. And and yet, here they are just saying, you know what, we got to stick to our guns and cut payroll. It's just how they think it's so backward.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was short-sighted. With a lot of the moves that they made, you know... Dumping Neil Walker when they did, uh not adding to the team at certain points when they obviously I mean, going into last season with the starting rotation the way it was, they okay, they knew that there was upside there, but they also acknowledged that there was a significant risk having Tyler Glass down your starting rotation come opening day. They need another starting pitcher, but decide on their hands. You can go ahead and make excuses all you want for what happened with Jung Ho they should have added a third baseman. Now, trade market what it is. You have prospects. You got a large amount of starting pitching. You got positions of strength. You got a lot of infielders in the minor leagues. That they could have traded for a third baseman, but they stood pat. They thought David Fries was enough, and obviously he wasn't. And look what happened to the club. And now it's hard to pick up the pieces. I mean, the attendance yeah. dropped, the TV ratings dropped, and when it comes to negotiating television contract and everything else, I mean, I just don't know if they're going to be able to add enough to kind of make up for what already happened. It's crazy.
0: It's crazy. They're not a serious sports organization. I mean that—that's really. I, I could actually begin and write uh, end every column I write about them with that, you know. Yeah, they're just not hey. serious.
2: Now, do you think it's ownership? I mean, everybody wants point to point the finger. Well, ulti- ultimately,
0: ultimately, yes, yeah. because yeah. ownership controls who's in the front office. The front office has butchered everything pretty much, especially yeah, the, the draft. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the ownership just says, "Eh, look, there's not as many fans in the seats.
2: I know. Let's cut payroll." It's going to be really interesting to see where this franchise is five years from now, because all uh, the to is going to walk, and it just it makes you wonder.
0: Lance, I'm going to go back to hiding underneath my desk in fear of the Patriots, if that's okay with you.
2: Hey, Everybody else is doing it. why not?
0: <laughs> Thanks. Take care, man.
2: Right, you too. Bye.
0: This segment of the Mark Madden Show is always brought to you by Chipino Restaurant and Cigar Bar, the city's best seafood and chop house located conveniently in the Strip District. I want to thank my guests, Lance Lysowski, just now, earlier in the show, Matt Geitka, for coming in, Stan Savern for his check-in at 4.30, and above all to you for the really, really good calls, especially the Patriot stuff. You have to be a good sport about this stuff, and I know you're used to that from the regular host on this particular program. Filling in for Mark Madden today, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com.